Good evening and welcome. It is Wednesday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. And we have two L's for you uh, today, which is just really awesome. (laughs) I know. I'm frozen on one. I know. You're like stereo. Well, yeah. Did we get this fixed, Britt? I mean, we delayed. I delayed the start here, hoping we'd get this get this fixed. Uh, I'm texting Trish right now to tell her to re-log in. Okay. My bad. I broke it earlier. I used the wrong login code. So Yeah. I, I gave you the wrong one. Yeah. Tell me. We're blaming Brit for the whole thing. We're probably this is I gonna bl- get us banned from Brit. two more channels. I the whole thing's gonna fall apart. I can see it. But we're gonna have it's fun weird anyway. Two of me. Yeah, I know we're gonna have fun. <laughs> look how look how serious you look there. You're like Rrr. I know, I look very serious. I don't know why. You do. And oh you have God. headphones, too. Is what, this the first I, I, time we've seen you with headphones? I don't remember. I, You know, I'm, I'm trying to move up in the world, man. Like, nice. but yeah. Moving um, up in the world. Slowly but surely, yeah. That's... So, sorry for... Uh, hey, Trish, sorry for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drop sorry picking for you out. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> That's my bad. My bad. Oh, well. All of a sudden, it was just frozen. I'm like, what the... <laughs> Well, we're all here now. <laughs> we're all here now. Uh, uh, welcome, everyone, to our <laughs> chat rooms as well. Good to see everybody. And just once again, reminding everyone that we are suspended from YouTube uh, for a two-week suspension. It's our second active strike. That uh, means that if we get a third, we are permanently banned. If we survive without a third uh, bef- w- until the first one expires, then we should come back in somewhere between two and four weeks. The first one was a one-week suspension that lasted 14 days. So two weeks, I don't know how long that'll go, but sometime at least 14 to 28 days, I'd say. So we're on a bunch of other channels, and we encourage you to follow and subscribe to as many as you can because this is an yeah. ever-evolving uh, target here that we have to try to hit so that we don't get banned, suspended, threatened, uh, cut off, uh, deplatformed, demonetized, which we don't have any monetization anyway. But uh, it's it is it's a moving target, Brit, and we never know where the hatchet's going to fall next. Uh, normally, it falls where we don't want it to fall. Mm-hmm. That's just my luck. Um, kind of like this opening that just happened of a train wreck. Oh, I mean, man. I'm home early from work. Everything's prepped. I got all my stuff done. I was so ahead of schedule. I made L. dinner, had two beers with it. And then I give L the wrong number. My, I try to log into YouTube and I'm freaking out because I forget we're not on YouTube and I can't see it. Then I, yeah, so there we go. That's my life. <laughs> this is Brit's train wreck. Oh, be jealous. Brit's train wreck right yes. here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get started here. We have a lot, yes. to, a lot to get through. I wanted to, we were we kind of started talking about social media and uh, th- things that are related to that. Well, Maxine Waters is upset because she says that her Twitter account has been hacked and erased. Both, in fact, not just one, but both hacked and erased. <laughs> However, it's a little bizarre because uh, Twitter itself says there's no indication that any of this uh, actually happened. Uh, L, let's, let's start with you here. What's Maxine Water all upset about? Is this just a case that she accidentally deleted the app or something? I mean, what's going on here? So I actually talked about this on my stream last night, uh, looking up how old is Maxine Waters? Uh, how old do you think she is? 78, something like that. What do you, what, let everybody go yeah, around. She's, right, what, what's your guess? I think she's in the late 70s, early 80s. What do you think? Probably so 82. 81. I'm going to go 82. 
She's 83. Wow. She's 83. She just celebrated her birthday in August. So I think because I was like, oh, it's like a boomer moment. No offense to boomers, but you know, (laughs) but she's not even a boomer. She's part of the silent generation. So uh, anyways, she had a a moment with her, uh, with her tech. I, I don't quite know what the source of that is but it's funny you know she's like my my twitter's been deleted it's like girl no the whole thing's here <laughs> but i like i like the threading part of the tweet where she's like i know who did this and there will be repercussions for this like you know the high stakes of twitter <laughs> but yeah again she's oh my 83 God. years old I'm wait, 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 hold for just, like being on the internet <laughs> yeah she says she oh says i will take care of this but here's the funniest thing about all of it Trish, is that she announced her Twitter had been hacked and erased and that she will take care of it on Twitter. Yeah. On and, her and, account. And, and, and literally every everybody was saying, um, Maxine, we can see everything. Nothing has been deleted. <laughs> no, what oh, are you no. talking about? Like literally everybody on Twitter was like, uh, crazy old lady, what the hell? Like, <laughs> At a gasoline station. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I you know, I I it, it's her shoes trying to get back at her. Because if you ever seen pictures of her feet, she shoves her feet in shoes that are like two sizes too oh, small. I think yeah. it's just her shoes coming back and they're getting their revenge. I My think grandmother used to do that. I used to be so disgusted by it. Grandma, get shoes that fit. What are you doing that for? Um, Brit, oh, yeah. Grandma feet. Britt, this is the thing that scares me about this story the most. Twitter issued a statement and it says, as a standard, we have open lines of communication with her office and we've worked with them to ensure the account is secure. This is according to a Twitter spokesperson. At this time, we've identified no signs of account compromise. Britt, they have open lines of communication with Maxine Waters' office. Do they have open lines of communication with all sitting Congress people's offices? How does this work? Um, no, they have open lines with all the Democrats that they're working with to make sure that the appropriate narrative from central party is being distributed to the masses so that they can control, control, control. Because, again, I was reading I was reading uh, Agenda 2050 uh, yesterday oh, and light reading. Yeah, yeah I am. I, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's big, but there were some pages in there I was reading where it's talking about how how they have to convince the masses to just surrender the rights. And and they are talking about how to do that and how to do that is misinformation right out of man. R- history is not rhyming right now. It is a damn duet. They, it's crazy how they're telling us what they're doing. And this is all part of it. But she's so stupid because look I, I live in I, I live and work in LA I have had conversations with Maxine waters uh, on, mo- on a few occasions at at uh, at um, uh, Christmas um, turkey giveaways and charity stuff she is not a smart woman she's just not she's never really no. had a job she got into politics really early in in the in, in her area she now doesn't even live in her area she lives in a four million dollar house a few miles outside of her district she very rarely goes there but if you have a conversation with her you can tell she's not the sharpest tool in the shed she has no business running government being involved in government she has none I I honestly believe and you know, and what's funny is when you talk to the people, because I work in her district almost daily, they don't like her. 
They legitimately don't like her. I have never met a single person in her district that likes her. And I probably interact with over a month, a couple hundred in and out of these apartments and rental houses that I work on and whatnot. And I always talk politics with people. I always do. They do not like her. The system is rigged in California. She is a she is a dutiful stooge to the Devos crowd, to the powerful, to the elite. She does exactly what they say and doesn't ask questions. And therefore, they make, she, make sure she stays in power. And that is the only reason why she is there, because the people in her district do not like her. And sadly, she's one of the most powerful people in Congress right now, which makes it even yep. doubly scary. No uh, business. Yeah, continuing with uh, scary. with looking around the country here, uh, there's a Seattle school that has decided to cancel a Halloween parade because it marginalizes students of color. This, uh, this school, it's a C Seattle elementary school, it canceled its annual Halloween parade this year saying... It marginalizes students of color who do not celebrate the holiday. Um, there are numerous community and neighborhood events where students and families who wish to can celebrate Halloween. First of all, Elle, I always say Halloween's not a holiday. It's an observance. It's just fun. It's fun for kids. Yeah. What's the harm here? Well, you know, really, when you think about it, JV, Halloween is racist and um, it is an institution that oppresses people and um, some other jargon that I can't quite think up right now. <laughs> um, no, I, like, honestly, other jargon. Like, yeah, I, you know, just buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords. I, the whole thing. I think it's funny how people on the left call conservatives reactionaries all the time when, in fact, I feel like that's pretty much all they do with all of the kind of like social things going on. I mean, like, the Christopher Columbus, like the other day, Christopher or Columbus Day, rather, like now it's Indigenous People's Day. I, you know, like I don't really, I don't really care, but it's just like every single thing has to be a reaction, has to be resistance, has to be something. Mm -hmm. And the way that they resist and the way they uh, show their, I guess, you know, uh, disinclination to to follow along with the regime happens to be just, uh, just, it's just. It's just buzzwords. It's empty buzzwords and bullshit. Pardon my French, but it is so. <laughs> the uh, canceling Halloween. I yeah, don't know. Kid, like kids, kids don't think about this stuff. No, they don't, and they shouldn't. Just like they don't think about whether <laughs> Superman is bisexual or not. They don't care. That's not why they read the it's comic. Superman's son. But yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know what you mean. Uh, Trish, uh, the school principal's name Stanley Jaskets said, and this is a, a, a bit of a uh, lengthy statement, but it's interesting. He says, Halloween is a very complex issue for schools. Yes, I agree. This event marginalized our students of color. Several of our students historically opted for an alternate activity in the library while the pumpkin parade took place. This was an isolating situation and not consistent with our values of being an inclusive and safe place for all our students, especially students of color and those with a sensitivity to all the noise and excitement of the parade. <laughs> okay, so so with that line of thinking, there can't be any noise or excitement because it, it, it bothers some students. But secondly, do they all go to the bathroom at the same time because they're afraid of, you know, leaving some alone in a classroom while the rest of them go? I mean, how, how far can this go? <laughs> Oh, don't don't do that. Educators will take that as a challenge. Are you kidding? Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, really. JV, stop. No, it's 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 again. It's just this. It's I is is Stanley is the is the principal a white man? Because I I got twenty bucks that says he is. 
um, because the white man is going to talk about these poor children of color who just can't seem to, and it's, it's probably socioeconomic. It has nothing to do with race. It's probably a couple of poor kids who can't afford costumes for the parade and they don't want to be left out. So that's what this is about. This isn't about race. This is about, about money. So rather than just saying, you know, make the let the kids make their own costumes at school. There we go. Here's a roll of toilet paper and some markers, make the best Halloween costume you can go. And then, have everybody parade around in it. No, they don't do that because it all has to be the systematic use of racism in our schools to oppress people of color. And yeah, it's, yeah, don't even get me started because that's what it is. Everything is, everything is racist. David Malkin, who is a a parent of a seven-year-old, parent of a seven-year-old who attends this particular school said, to address your point, Trish, I don't see any way in which this actually addresses any inequalities or inequities to the extent that there are any and inequities. He said, you know, this just seems like grandstanding on the behalf of the principal and the staff who are predominantly white. And he said, parents weren't involved in this decision at all. Now, Britt, I'm going to say this. Listen, I think too many schools spend too much time doing things that are non-academic. And this is, this could fall into that. And if the school said, listen, we're not, we're going to focus on academics. We're not going to waste time, you know, with parades and assemblies and meaningless, all this crap. Uh, I would be fully on board with that because I think that that's what the school should be doing. And I felt like when my kids were in school, they wasted way too much time on this shit. Uh, But that's not what this is about. No, this absolutely is not. This is more about indoctrination, control, uh, preparing the battlefield of these kids' minds that equity, everything has to be equal, equal outcome. No one's better than the next person because that's what makes the great cogs in the communist central party machine. No one is better than the next person. Uh, What is the Marxist saying? Um, from uh, to each what they need. What, help me, JV. It's uh, the, from each. Marxist saying uh, from each from their ability to each to their need or something like that. It's right. Yeah, Does anybody like, know exactly what so it is? Just, it's to each to each. I don't know. You, you always ask me things and I'm not prepared to answer. <laughs> it's always oh my do god! That. I do what have it printed out around here somewhere. Movie with but, Burt Reynolds. You know the one with the guy. You know that movie. That's this is what you. Smoking the Bandit no, too. This is what you do to me. The movie the about the guy and the thing. Yeah, the that plot. one. The movie with the guy and the thing. Yeah. You know, and they and have a car. The thing. It wasn't. Yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't Burt Reynolds. <laughs> that was Clint Eastwood, and it was an orangutan, not a monkey. Get it right. Any which way yeah. you can. From, from anyway. each according to his ability to each his need. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I was so very basically close. they yeah. need. Yes, you were. So and, and also it's just it's just virtual virtue signaling. These white elitist Ivy League educated upper middle class to lower rich people, they feel guilty because they have succeeded and they're in their little circle and they and they sit and they talk like this amongst a little and they whisper and they they get their little tea and crumpets and, you know, they have their wine served to them by servants with masks on. They wear monocles too, I've heard. <laughs> yes, monocles. Yeah, one monocles, you know, but they have the servants that serve them with the masks on and they but they they have to virtual so I'm I I am better than all of you because I am doing good for the poor minority child. No, you you want to do something good for the poor minority child? Teach them how to work. Teach him how to work. Teach him arithmetic. Teach him ed- ed- uh, uh, how to read and write so he can go out into the workforce and provide for himself. And then he won't need you. 
He won't need a politician to give him a Section 8 handout. He will be able to earn his own money, live where he wants, buy what he wants, and do what he wants. Or she, for that matter. It's everybody. But yeah. they don't want that. They want us dependent on them. And they need us to be all even Steven across the board. That we don't think anybody's better than anybody. Anybody's worse than anybody. Because we're all going to wear the brown communist suits. And we're all going to just do what we're told. Because that's what they want from us. Yeah, well, they don't want us to be even either. There's There are those that need to be elevated. That's what equity is about. Okay, so let's... Uh, this is well, They're the rulers. Yeah. The rulers. Let's, um, high. let's spend a minute here and talking about Joe Biden's comments today. As we've all heard, there's a supply chain oh, God. disruption going on. Biden came out. He actually uh, gave a series of comments. One of those comments was a threat to companies that don't help end supply bottlenecks as though these companies are sitting on their hands because they don't want their products in their stores to sell them for Christmas. Somehow they don't want to make money this Christmas. I don't know what he actually thinks. But he did speak today and... Um, First of all, he was joined by some folks who he couldn't pronounce their names. I'm joined by the executive director of the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, Gene Soroka and, uh, and Mario, Mario Cordono. Uh, I miss, I apologize. It's not, Mario. yeah, it's not Mario um, Cordono. It's Mario Cordero. Uh, so he starts there. That's that was set the tone for this thing. But then he, he he wanted to make sure that we all understood what a supply chain was, because this is a very, very complex idea. Well, let me explain. Supply chains essentially mean how we make things and how the material and parts get delivered to factory, a factory, so we can manufacture things and manufacture them here, how we move things how a finished product moves from a factory to a store to your home. And he wasn't done there with, with his brilliance because as we know, and, and he talks about it in, in this as well, as we know, he established a, a committee, a commission or something. He appointed a, a supply chain guru, czar type person, and they worked very, very hard since June on coming up with an idea to end this, this supply chain problem. Here's what they came up with. After weeks of negotiation and working with my team and with the major union retailers and freight movers, the ports of Los Angeles, the Port of Los Angeles announced today that it's going to be begin operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the brilliance of this committee commission for four months of work, L, is that they're going to open 24 hours and work 24-7 instead of a 40-hour work week. So they're going to add a third shift, basically. Boy. So glad that we have DC's <laughs> best think tank hard at work. I mean, this is this is the best that our executive branch can put forth is let's just work some more fucking shifts. Pardon my French, but that's so stupid. I'm sorry. I, I still can't get over before that Biden just basically explaining how uh, like goods are produced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like just kind of going through, you got to get the materials, then you got to make the thing, and then you got to <laughs> take it to the store. Like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like that's how like commerce has worked basically since someone was like hey i'll trade you like my berries for that pelt you made like got you know like i just <laughs> that was, i don't like i don't know who's falling for this and i feel like we're just, i mean 
it's we're just living in a clown world of people pretending like all of this is normal and and the, again washington's best think tank came up with let's just open up another shift the problem is is that there aren't enough workers for those shifts good luck you can have another shift but if you can't like if you still have staffing shortages that's not going to do anything well hang on uh, hang I did on see that, go ahead oh sorry no go ahead but as i did see that uh, desantis opened up his ports uh if you saw anything about that i don't know if you're yeah there or not. So, amazing move that was a total power move which i love it um oh but, yeah yeah th thanks for biden uh, thanks to biden now i know how goods are made well you, never you knew that in before. case you in case you weren't un weren't quite understanding this whole 24 7 concept here's why it matters traditionally <laughs> our ports have only been open during the week monday through friday and they're generally closed down at nights and on weekends no by staying open seven days a week through the night and on the weekends the port of Los Angeles will open over 60 extra hours a week will be open. Trish, this is the president of the United States standing there handling what is truly a crisis. It's a crisis of their making, which they aren't admitting to and recognizing. But this is the president of the United States giving a national uh, series of comments uh, on, on live television for the most part. And this is what he has to offer. This is the boat that comes from China and it comes to the port and then they take the goods and they put it in the truck and then the truck takes the goods to the store and then you go to the store in your minivan and you go buy serious I'm waiting for like a puppet show and like animated like cartoon characters to come out and oh today we're going to talk about supply chains I, I, it's it's freaking embarrassing that this is first of all he couldn't even say executive director Hello. Very simple. Executive director. He couldn't even oh. say that. The guy's brain dead, I swear. And, and and honestly, good on DeSantis for being like, hey, listen, Port of Everglades, we're we're open. And we got room. And I actually Yeah, I was move. reading I was reading a thread today on Twitter where there were captains from the, the boats that were all sitting out in the harbor who've been out there for freaking ever. How long have they been sitting outside LA? Like months. And they were like, eleven to eighteen days, we're going. Because they've told us we still have weeks to wait before they'll ever unload our boats, so we're going. We're going to Florida. Wow! And I was like, "Please come, come to the free state of Florida where we actually get shit done." Yeah, uh, there was another yeah. another uh, piece of brilliance here, a quick one uh, that uh, Biden offered. Highways, highways are less crowded in the evening at night. So highways are less crowded in the evening and at night. This guy, I mean, they really spent a lot of time on this. You can tell that it was a, it was a complex issue that they took very seriously. But then, um, then it starts to take a bit of a darker turn. This is where Biden starts to blame everybody but who's really at fault. For the, uh, for the positive impact to be felt all, uh, all across the country and by all of you at home, we need major retailers who ordered the goods and the freight movers who take the goods from the ships to factories and to stores to step up as well. These, these private sector companies are the ones that hire the trucks and rail cars and move the goods. Britt, again, there are no retailers that are sitting there saying, hey, someone bring me my goods because I'm not going to lift a finger to get them here. I'll just let my shelves be empty and we won't sell anything for the rest of the year. So what is this what is he trying to what point is he trying to make there um i don't know i just know i read a lengthy article where home depot lowe's uh target best buy they're chartering their own boats from china to bring their stuff over they are they're going outside their normal 
realm of getting their supplies and doing it on their own while all these other container ships sit off the shore. Um, do we know Trish or JV? Does anybody know? Will those, will those, are those both those uh, cargo ships too big to fit through the Panama Canal? Will they fit through the Panama yes, Canal? They, or do they have they to go down fit, around South? No, they will fit through the Panama Canal. No, oh, fit. then they're gone. Yeah, they're going. Matter of fact, it'd be interesting to look and see the the, the ship tracking map and see if there's a if there's like a train a train trail going down to the Panama to cut across. Uh, the Panama is about to get really busy. Um, so here's some here's some because I live in LA. I know this ship. Number one, we do all of our road construction in LA at night. So it is not faster at night on the freeways because that's when we do all of our road construction. So the freeways are punched down and there is traffic. And I know this because I drive all hours of the night because I go off for emergency calls in the middle of the night. I was just in Beverly Hills two days ago at midnight and there was traffic on the way home at two in the morning. Um, uh, the, 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 the rail lines, there's four rail lines that go up the Cajon Pass out to the rest of the country. It is the busiest set of tracks, the uh, range that, uh, it's the, the busiest railroad tracks in the world, it constant, it never sits still to this day, even right now. So that's why they rely heavily on trucks because the rail line is is maxed out. The trucks, we have quite a few trucks, except right now they're kind of sitting and they're backed up. And there's a there's this tug of war going with the longshoremen and the trucks and who's doing what. I mean, I hear them say that oh we're out of truck drivers, and then and then I see with the truckers that I follow on Twitter, they're posting pictures inside the port of hundreds of truck waiting to grab a trailer and go and then i see the the, the longshoremen taking photos of the same area with no trucks there and they're waiting for trucks to show up so there is a really screwed up system but then we also have the union of the longshoremen and about five ten years ago ten years ago maybe ish they wanted to modernize the two ports the long beach port and the la port they wanted to do rfd radio signal chips to put on the containers attach it to a manifest so it just rolls through a thing and gets scanned and boom this merchandise is going it's on this truck and it's all automated and the longshoremen union said oh no we're not doing that because we will have to put out of business our handwriting taker you know, paper pushers that have to stand there and look, read, check physically and write it all, which slows everything down. So California's a fucking mess all the way down to our harbors. Everything's a fucking mess. And I hope to God that Ron DeSantis gets these guys used to going to Florida and then makes them happy and then builds out. And even Louisiana and maybe Texas in the Gulf. Build that shit out and make that the hub of the world. And really, Texas, Louisiana would make more sense because it's more in the center of the country. Get them in there and they can go both ways. And then they don't need California. And California can rot like the festering zit pimple on an elephant's ass that it is. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, before tell us how you yeah, really feel. Before before I move on, uh, emergency calls, Britt. Is that what you call them now? Emergency calls when you go out late at night. Is that what it is? Hey, I got a call. I got a call from a Beverly Hills rich multi, like a seventeen million dollar home. Their electronic gate wouldn't shut. All they had to do was unplug the brain and replug it back in, reboot the computer, basically, and it would work. They couldn't do that, so I drove all the way out there and I charged a shitload of money to get out of bed at midnight. Good for if you. I'm getting out of bed. You're you. paying a lot. All right. So as this you're speech, like, you're like you're like a '90s supermodel. Like <laughs> I will not get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, pretty close. Like like <laughs> oh my god! All right, so this Damn. this speech it's continued totally to get continued to get darker with this uh, final exclamation point. If the private sector doesn't step up, we're going to call them out and ask them to act. Short but sweet, there, L. Oh. If the private sector doesn't uh, act, we're going to call them out. Does that is that code for mandates and uh, and executive orders and 
regulations and edicts? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It, it, it's one of two things. It's either a ruling by executive order, as the occupiers of the White House have done so far, or it's some other, like, it could be the opposite end of, of the spectrum, which would be some sort of, like, limp-dicked, strongly worded letter, stern fist-shaking sort of bullshit. And honestly, it could go either way. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to, like, I've, I've got a potty mouth tonight. But honestly, like, we're going to call them out? Like, wh who's he think he is? Who, like... Nobody cares if Biden calls him out anymore. He has absolutely lost his, like, nobody respects him. Nobody listens to him. And that's why he has to rule by executive order. Even though, I mean, again, pointing out liberal hypocrisy is pointless, but it's still fun. And sometimes beating that dead horse is just, you know, just can pile on there and keep on beating it. That poor horse. That was, Wait, that sounds dirty. That was, that was poor. That, yeah, I, was gonna say, that was, uh, <laughs> I said that poorly, yeah. but whatever. The show must go on. Anyways, gonna keep on beating that dead horse. Like Biden, before before uh, they decided to uh, occupy uh, DC as they are right now, he said, you know, a weak president rules by executive order. It came out of his his damn mouth, and I think on his first day in office, it was like twenty seven executive orders or something like that, like just an unprecedented amount. So, I, like that is the sign of someone who. I mean, they literally can't get anything done. It's This is like a lame duck government right now. And so that's why they're having to do these edicts and these backdoor OSHA deals. And it, even those are falling apart. I saw like where, you know, now they're saying, well, it'll all be enforced by the end of the year. You know, and before like, it's like, I don't know. I think that I, I like I hate to say this because I say this sometimes and it's wrong, but I really do feel like the momentum may be just oh so slightly shifting and i'm happy to see it because i mean like they're they're trying to come up with every single reason why everything's about to fall apart they're blaming bitcoin yeah. on the impending market collapse they've been like saying yeah it's every it, it's the weather that shut down southwest airlines which the reason for that by the way is because their unions make it illegal for them to t discuss publicly any sort of sh uh, strikes that they do so that, of course they can't that would be considered illegal so that's why they're not like no pilot or, or uh like uh stewardess or i guess that's not a pc term or a flight attendant <gasps> oh, light attendant. How, how dare i be sexist to my own gender um <laughs> uh, but, but <laughs> i oppress myself um <laughs> oh shit i lost my train of thought damn it i was going somewhere with that um turn off your phone brit oh man I know he's a walking you? disaster Jesus. tonight. Are we you, mister? Yeah, he's uh, Leon's haven't started. We haven't hit that yet. Um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think. Okay, hey, listen. Um, I I got uh, I thought you froze. So you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the executive orders that Al was referencing there on Biden's first day in office, we could trace a lot of these problems back to those. Right? I think there was thirty two. Yeah. I think it was thirty something, thirty one, thirty two, something in that neighborhood. But either way, those executive orders, we could trace a lot of these problems we've been talking about and that it continuing to get worse back to those executive orders very, very easily. It doesn't take doesn't take any work at all to, to trace it back to that. So when when Jen Psaki says in the press conference, because Biden didn't take a single question after those comments, she says what we can do 
is use every lever lever at the federal government's disposal to to reduce delays. So my question to you, Trish, is those do those levers include reversing some of these executive orders that have made it impossible for uh, the business of the country to continue as normal? Uh, no, of course not, because without his little tyrannical hand saying the peasants will do what I say, I mean, I think I think it's it's going to come to a head because the private businesses are just like, listen, you can't tell us what to do. This is just stupid. Like, fine, pass your federal mandate, but it's not going to fly. We'll fight it in court. It's just the companies have to stand up and say it's stupid because otherwise you're going to end up with every company being 99 employees. Every single company is going to be 99 employees and they're just going to lay off everybody else. But yeah, no. And just so you're aware, in 2021, Joe Biden has so far um, 64 executive orders. So from, there's got to be some kind of record from January 20th to now. Orders. It is. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This is just insanity. 64. So from from the time he took office until now. Wow. The last one was signed. It was signed on September 30th. Uh, Brett, comment in wow, any of this? Wow, or... without an executive order. Well, he's been he's been. I know it's crazy. Right? <laughs> he's been on vacation. We need, like most one of those of like pegboards with like the number where we can like switch it out. Like, yeah. You know, it's been X number. Yeah. Of days, no shit. So days, first, since an executive. So first, order. I wanted. I want to do some recognition. So uh, Jake F. in the Foxhole Pilled chat room has donated two cookies. He's Yay, trying to fatten us up. He's us. giving us two cookies. Thank you. Jake Thank awesome. you, Jake. We really appreciate it. Um, and then the Jake Frog in D-Live. So I don't know if that's the same. It's the same, Jake? The same well, he donated yeah, a diamond. A, a diamond in D-Live. I don't even know what a diamond does, <laughs> but I want to wear it. But well, Jake, depends thank on you the for donating a diamond. Hey, hey, from a distance, it's going to look great right on my finger. Right in your finger. tooth. That's right in your all tooth. I'm saying. No, put it in your tooth. Yeah, yeah, right in my tooth. Yeah, there we go. Get a grill. There you go. But thank you, Jake. Thank you so much. We appreciate thank the support. We really do. All right. And it was, it was his birthday this so, last uh, Saturday. So happy belated to Jake. Oh, happy oh, birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Jake. Oh, happy belated birthday, Jake. Happy birthday to you. Jake? Happy birthday to you. So the administration is working with FedEx uh ups and why can't i find it here ups is part of the great More reset as <laughs> disaster today so that's uh, what it I'm is saying. isn't it it's completely um, head-to-toe disaster yeah watch him yeah, watch him I, struggle. I mean i literally watch, was just looking at it watch him struggle oh there it is right there oh, oh god it's like it's, it, you sound like Muchu of omaha wild wild kingdom as the cheetah approaches the herd Oh, you funny. jack wagon. Anyway, the White House, the White House, uh, Trish, is working with UPS, FedEx, and Walmart to begin 24-7 service to address the supply chain problem. But here's my question. This is what I – so this is a statement that came from – I believe this is from the companies. It says, the federal government will be a strong and willing partner in, the, in this effort in the, near, in the near term, but also – in rebuilding a better system for the 21st century, the official said, according to a report from MSNBC News. We'll be working with stakeholders across the supply chain for a 90-day sprint to the end of the year to troubleshoot and, and alleviate many of the bottlenecks we can quickly address. So, Trish, my questions are this. My questions are this. How much is this going to cost me in taxes? What, what, what backroom deal did Joe Biden... I mean, is he paying them 
Is he saying we're going to cover your overtime to have the people run 20? I mean, I, I, I honestly, he's in such trouble that they're just going to straight up bribe these companies to do whatever to bail his ass out. I'm worried. I, I am worried that, that there's going to be a, a major cash exchange. My hard-earned dollars are going to go to corporations. Well, it's going to cost you $4.6 trillion, but it's going to cost you nothing because that's the new math. The new math in the Biden administration is $3.5 million is nothing. And it's zero. So it's going to cost you zero dollars, Britt. Zero. But yeah, it, zero. I can guarantee. Yeah, zero. Zero. That's how much it costs. 3.5 trillion is zero. That's, that's right. the new math. That's the new math. So that's how much it's going to cost. So that, you just so, ask so Jen Psaki. See? Yeah, uh, circle back. So, so L, this whole new math and this, did they just straight up lie to us and change definitions of words? This started years ago. Are, are they, li I mean, JV believes they're completely incompetent. I think they're evil um, and smarter than that. It can, it can be both. Is this, it could be, but is this, I mean, is this the end result of what they started many, many years ago with the dumbing down of our kids and, and now we're, oh. they have to move so fast right now because of the Trump figure that it's we're seeing it because it's too fast. But the whole point of dumbing down everybody is so that they can get away with, you know, five, five trillion dollars is zero. I've been waiting so long for someone to ask me about my theories. No. So uh, basically this started. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this a lot of this started. There, there's not really an exact time that I could pinpoint it back to, but you can really look at. The shift in public schooling, especially, started with the advent of, oh, I like that little transition there. That's a nice little cool little flippy thing there. Um, started with the uh, implementation of Common Core, which began in 2012. It was a proposition and all of the financing and uh, political backing started in 2010, and it was rolled out across 43 states in 2012. And Common Core, of course, as we all know, uh, was funded almost single-handedly by none other than William Gates, uh, also known as Bill Gates, also known as uh, the Antichrist. Anywho, so Common Core began the problem, but really this secondary movement, like, again, it goes way back further than this, but like this most recent push because I graduated from high school right before Common Core was rolled out. And so I, d I didn't see any of this, but I kind of saw some of the sort of ripple effect into like when I was in college. Um, but then they started focusing on equity-based learning, uh, Loudoun County, which uh, Loudoun County has been in the news a lot lately. Since you're not on YouTube mm -hmm. right now, we can talk about this. Loudoun County has been in the news a yes. lot lately because uh, a, a, a young a girl was, uh, I don't know if she was raped or just assaulted, yes, but she was. There was she was raped and sodomized. sodomized yeah. Is, yeah. Oh fuck. Um. So the Loudoun County is actually one of the blueprints for the entire country, and that's kind of why it's such a hotbed, and that's why they want to hide any sort of uh, focus on that county because Loudoun County, Virginia. I promise you, it's the blueprint. I wrote a very very long article about it on my website, which is www.sumbitchtoldme.com. <laughs> If you just go there and type in the, <laughs> if you type in the search bar and just type in uh, the globalist takeover, it'll pop you right to it. I wrote a very lengthy article about this, looking into Loudoun County and how it's the blueprint. And so then they moved into equity-based learning there. And equity, of course, is not equality of opportunity, but equal, but equity of outcome, which means everyone, no matter where you start out, they want everyone to rise to the same level. But if other people are not 
able to rise to a similar level, then others need to be held back. They literally say that, that children need to sacrifice their privilege in order to make sure that everyone has equity of outcome. And so they're detracking courses in Loudoun County. Uh, the, one of the, the, the one that Bill Gates has got his hands in now, because Bill Gates, of course, has uh, also got his hands in this, of course. Um, it's, it's The program is called Equitable Math, which focuses on uh, putting Latinx and queer and uh, black and indigenous mathematicians uh, because that fucking matters. You know, when you're learning the Pythagorean theorem, you need to know, like, learn it from a like someone who's gay, I guess. I don't know. I don't really get the whole point of that. But uh, it's, but the whole point of all of this is to detract mathematics from K to 10. Every single student, no matter their aptitude, because math is one of those classes where people just have a, a certain knack for it. Some people hate it. No matter what, all of the kids from K to 10 are all in the same classes. And the only time in these in this curriculum where they can differentiate themselves and move ahead is from 11th and 12th grade. That's already too late, honestly, for, for yep. kids who develop an early aptitude. Like you should really be separating yourself uh, by, uh, you know, ability. I would say at the latest, maybe like seventh or eighth grade, but like 10th grade is, is or 11th grade. That's too late. People should be like, kids should be taking AP courses, uh, like pre AP courses, getting ready for college. But instead, instead of doing that, instead of celebrating people who are, 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 you know, better at things than others. And like, everyone has different abilities. Everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but instead, instead of recognizing that we ha all have different strengths and weaknesses and that that's okay, they are uh, then read Harrison Bergeron and took that uh, as, as not only not a warning sign or not a, uh, you know, uh, not, not a series of red flags to look for, but inst instead are using it as an instruction manual. And if you haven't read Harrison Bergeron, it's a short story. It's very, very good. And essentially, it's, it's a dystopian kind of future wherein there's a, a government and there's a, a woman named the, the Handicapped handicapper general where basically anyone who is ugly or anyone who is beautiful has to wear a mask so that they're not more beautiful than anybody else anyone who is uh skinnier needs to wear weights so that they're heavy like they're it, it's it's this whole thing and it sounds so you know it sounds so hyperbolic uh especially from when the time it was written but really that's kind of where we are now where they want everyone to have equity of outcome. And in order to do that, they want children to sacrifice their pri privilege, to give up their abilities, to give up their God-given talents and God-given abilities to make other people's feelings not hurt. And honestly, so like we, we had differentiated classes in school. Like when I was a kid, nobody gave a shit. Like, but they, they, they want kids to give a shit now. It's just stupid. Sorry. That was a good long. Well, oh, they need they need kids to give a shit because it's it's part of it's part of the it's part of the separation, driving the wedges, breaking us down into classes, right. and then they're trying to push us together. So JV, so JV, if, if if so, what Elle just articulated out is a bigger picture of probably really what they're after, the equal equity thing. But 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 central party, the good the good communist country leadership, they need everybody equal because. But my, but my question is. We can look at history. Read a history book, people. Read a damn history book. Nothing not great has racist. ever come out of a. Yeah, but nothing great. Nothing great has ever come out of a communist country or a socialist country. China has not invented anything great. Russia has not invented anything great. It's all come from America primarily, but more. But countries that are more westernized, and there's the profit reward for hard work system. 
when they dumb us down, does that mean our society as a whole? I mean, you and I, we're, we're not going to see this because we'll be checked out. But our kids, <laughs> they're not going to see any great advances like we've seen. You, you, you've already written me. You're like, you can't wait until that day comes. You talk about it all the time. I'm a little nervous about it. Uh, well, then I, then I get the upper the left square. Movie. Listen, <laughs> um, the new Pythagorean theorem is a squared plus B squared equals LGBTQ two X, Y, Z, E, I, E, I, O squared. No, no, there's, there's an S in front of it now. Oh, there is. I don't know what they stand for. Oh, there's two S's I, now. I don't even know what the hell it stands for. I can't keep up with so. it all. Can't keep up with it all. But, me uh, either. you know, I was worried about education in the nineties, um, Prior to Common Core, I, I just saw that the liberals were taking over, and I was involved in the local Republican committee. I was on the committee. I, I hadn't run for office yet, but um, I kept saying, you know, if, if the Republicans don't wake up and recognize that the liberals have taken over education, it's lost because they are indoctrinating. And once they indoctrinate enough people, it tips the balance, and you can never get it back. And we're, we're kind of there. Um I'm I, I'm hoping that there's some there's some yeah. salvation, but we're we're kind of at that point. Enough generations have been indoctrinated that uh, that it's 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 a scary proposition. But back to the point you made, you're absolutely right. Communism, socialism is shared misery. It's the equal distribution of pain. That's what it is. It doesn't provide incentive, not just to create for a profit of profit motivation it doesn't allow people to think in a way that allows them to be creative in the same way it's the freedom of mind and it's the freedom of discussion that's why these uh these censors on youtube and facebook and twitter they're doing such a disservice to everyone because they may not agree that hydroxychloroquine is a drug that may work against against covid or ivermectin or they may not agree that um there is fraud in the election but by allowing us to have this debate we're all better by it that debate makes us stronger better smarter and more forward thinking and that's what these well, morons that. and that's what these morons don't get and that's the difference between a free society and a Society like communist China, like the Soviet Union or current day Russia or any of these other failed socialist states, they don't allow that freedom of thought. And without that freedom of thought, you don't have the incubation of ideas like you do here or we have here up until uh, this point. We're starting to see us turn a corner. That's not very pretty. Nope, you're exactly right. And and on top. Go ahead, Trish. No, I was going to say, I, I would argue they do get it. They do get it. That's the point. They want they want the minorities to believe that they're oppressed and that they're lesser and that they're not capable of more. They want the white children to believe that they are the oppressors and they must give up because of this past oppressive nature of theirs. They get it. They get it. And they're selling it to these kids like candy. And these parents, and I'm, I'm very glad and I'm especially proud of Virginia right now because the number one issue for the governor's race right now is education. And that's where they're going. That's where I'm hoping Terry McAuliffe gets his butt kicked because I hate that man. Um, education has now yeah, come to the forefront three. as the number one issue. Parents are now realizing what's going on. And thank God that they are realizing what's happening. So I, I think that a lot of parents are opening their eyes, you know, especially now. Call me a domestic terrorist when I go. That's fine. You know what? That's just going to make me go to more school board meetings. It's just going to make me go more often. So call Call me. Call me even worse than that. Bring it because that's going to make me show up even more. And parents are pissed and good on them. So I'm, I, but they know, JV, they know that's, that's, they, they know well, what they're doing. I also want to just emphasize this because we, we touched, glanced on it in the beginning of this segment here. 
But what happened in Loudoun County is far more than just the uh, sexual assault of a girl. It was a cover-up, and it was used as and and one of the videos from that uh, uh, from a parent, the, the the father of the of the girl who was assaulted. Uh, that video we all saw this this man being taken down by police at a school board meeting. He was there to address the school board about his daughter being raped and the following and the following cover-up that the. Uh, superintendent in the school board was perpetrating. That's why he was there. And that video is, is the poster child video for the FBI getting involved in uh, in monitoring what parents are doing at school boards. This whole thing is an absolute abomination. And as the details come out, we're going to see that even more so. But this student who raped this girl went on to rape another girl because that school board did nothing about it. And they should all they be dealt with Somehow, yeah, excuse some me, way, excuse me. That is, that's school a huge, board members. That's a huge point. <laughs> the reason they covered it up is because this boy was wearing a skirt and identifying as a girl and going into the girl's bathroom. And they were passing, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, policies at that school board, at the Loudoun County School Board, to uh, to uh, diversify gender, whatever. Loud, Prove that. Uh, to allow students to identify and use the bathrooms of, of what they identify with, not what their biological. So this, is, this, this just illustrates how poisonous this woke bullshit is. So real quick, real quick, Foxhole Chat, Light to Master One gave us another cookie. So apparently they're really going to fatten us up, JV, for the winter so that we can get through it. But thank you, Light to Master. <laughs> we you. really appreciate the support. So back to uh, back to uh, uh, this whole th- uh, what Trish touched on, calling us a uh, uh, terrorist, the guy that got beat up. So the Palmer Report, which is a left-wing, almost satirical uh, Twitter account, but uh, th- th- a lot of trial balloons get floated out. Yeah, they are so kind, of, but a lot of trial balloons get floated out from them to see what can be gotten away with. So this tweet they put out the other day, uh, 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 it says the attempt by unvaccinated Southwest airline employees at crippling U.S. air travel is the le- is the latest reminder that it is a very short distance from anti-vaxxer to domestic terrorist to domestic terrorist. So Trish, we're domestic terrorists if. We don't want to put this stuff. I mean, here it is. It's now from kind of an officially thing. They're, they're floating. They're trying to see how people are going to react to this shit. We need to get like, look, I, okay. So number one, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. You will never see me present my papers. I will never present my papers. I will go to jail before I present my papers to any authority of my vaccination status because I'm not an anti-vaxxer and I, you know, the vaccine is what it is, but I am absolutely, absolutely not. Totally against, show me your papers. I will never do that. That's where we have to get, and we have to get loud and obnoxious about it. How soon yeah, until well, we're, was- how soon until we start seeing us getting ro- uh, ro- uh, rolled up and taken off like they are doing in Australia, Trish? How, how far away are we from that? Not very far, but it ain't happening to me. Um, like, listen, I, my, my, it's kind of funny. My mom and I had this conversation. That's like, I won't. I won't go quietly. I, I will I will give up. I, listen, my job can fire me. That's fine. Go ahead, fire me. I don't care. Come to my house. Listen, I'm gonna defend myself. Period. I'm not I'm not gonna go quietly. And if it ends in my demise, then it ends in my demise, and I'm okay with that because I will take a stand. I will not allow Hitler to come back and take over the country again like they did in Germany. Like I've I've read the history books. I know what happened. They did it little by little, just like they're doing now. It's just 15 days. It's just 15 days, right? Yeah, that 15 days later. turned into if if you don't take the the 
experimental drug that we don't have any proof that it actually works, you're now an anti-vaxxer. And if you're an anti-vaxxer, then you're a domestic terrorist. Like it's been, if you are not a fully brainwashed and you are not fully doing exactly what big daddy government tells you, you are the enemy and you must be, you must be eradicated. Like we are, we are, they're, they're already building camps in Washington state. You guys know yeah. this, right? They are building, they build, they are building COVID camps in Washington state right now. This is not, this is not far from yeah, It's insane. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they I are mean, putting we're, out we're, ads we're going down that road there. I, I will not go. Yeah, quietly. It's insane. I'm, and I'm not going to go quietly either, either. But I also want to make a notice in D Live. We have GIG gave us two ice creams, JV. Two. So now we got cookies and we got two ice creams. I just want to so make really sure you're reading that correctly. GIG was awesome. I didn't see GIG. I'm not saying that he did, but we also had Paul Sids with a couple ice creams too. So I don't. I I can't yeah, see it no, over well, here. Paul, no, Paul Sid. Paul Sids gave us an ice cream, one ice cream, and then he gave us a little bit of lemon juice and to put on GI, top of the ice cream. So we got and then GI Jeep. And then GI gave us two more ice nice. creams. Nice. Thank you. And so then GI Jeep gave us two ice creams. So thank you, D man, the D Live crowd is like into this. I love it. Thank you for the support. And just know. so everybody knows, when we get uh, when we get donations, we're gonna buy some cool swag to give away to you guys. That's our that's know. what we're gonna do with it. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Vegas and put it all on red. I don't know which yet. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, JV, do you want to comment on any of this? We've kind of gotten a little well, off this, the rails here this, if you this, want to. Uh... This is what I want to say about this. Who, who was the Palmer Report you said floated this thing? Um, yeah. To the folks at the Palmer yes. Report, what the Southwest folks did is truly a mostly peaceful protest. The shit that was happening last summer, the BLM crap, was not a mostly peaceful protest. Just so you figure this one out, okay? There's your there, your reference points. Well, I just want to recognize He Cute, or He Cutie, just donated a diamond in uh, D-Live. Thank cute. you so much for that. We really appreciate it. He Cute, do you know who that is? Are these all your people, L? Did you bring all your people over? These are, these, these are my people. Say hello to the Oh, cult. man, we like your people. Hey, everybody who's here. <laughs> all right, let's talk about- Yeah, I'm liking it. Let's Can talk I, about energy. Ahead, let's talk oh, about energy now because uh, we're hearing, and we're going to hear a lot more about this. So the White House is weighing steps to address gas shortages, which is fucking funny given the fact that they caused the gas shortages. According to the U.S. Energy, <laughs> De energy Department, the talks with- Now, this, this, is, this is funny. They have had meetings about this. And the talks with energy companies- with the uh, meeting with uh, government officials touched on several issues, including prices. According to a third person that was familiar with these discussions, the administration has been in the discussions with the oil industry over limiting methane emissions in recent months. So they're talking about prices, L. They're having conversation with energy mm -hmm. executives saying, we need, we need you to do something about prices, but we're going to start taxing you on methane emissions. emissions. We're going to start regulating what you can uh, allow in methane. Methane escapes when you drill for oil. Methane escapes when you drill for natural gas. It's, it's, it's a natural gas itself. And uh, now they're using methane as a measure of, of climate change, whereas it used to be CO2, it's moved to methane uh, because that counters the argument that natural gas is a, is a clean burning fuel. So in the, in the same breath that they're telling these energy companies, we need you to give us more supply, ease price pressures, but we're going to hammer you on methane. I mean, do they not understand how completely uh, uh, paradoxical this is? JV, they know exactly what they're doing. 
And this way they can say that they, again, that's kind of what, what earlier when Biden said he was going to call people out, you know, it's like, like they, they've, they, they've called on them publicly to do something about it. So now as things continue to go wrong, they can use these, they, they can use these companies as scapegoats, but the company, like the, you know, energy companies don't care because they have monopolies and corners on the market that like cannot, there's no way that some sort of like up and comer, like energy company could, oh, I like these transitions. I feel like I just like flew in here. What's up? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, um, there's, there's no way that these like energy companies could like, like you can't just like start your own, you know, and, and compete with them in the market. So they know that they're going to take a, a public uh, tongue lashing, but they're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, and in the meantime, like, I mean, I posted about this on Gab earlier. Like, and I know it's low, but compared to where we were, I paid two ninety nine a gallon uh, for gas today in Alabama. And like, everyone's like, well, it was like four fifty a gallon in California. I'm like, well, guess what? I live in fucking Alabama and that's really high for Alabama. Like it was... I think it was like 250 just it feels like just like a month or two ago um which was even higher from where we started out but they don't care and uh, gosh i wish i could think of it was a couple of weeks ago where saki someone asked her a question about it uh, about energy prices and she basically the to paraphrase just said well sometimes we have to consider you know the impact of on climate change and whether or not you know doing something about prices would neg negatively impact the climate they want to impose climate lockdowns that's the next future we're looking at you have all of these like think tanks and all of these like extinction yep. rebellion and world economic forum and all that they're already writing all these papers on papers on papers on papers about how even with the uh massive uh pause in transportation last year how it wasn't it didn't put nearly enough of a blip a blip <laughs> not a blimp a blip <laughs> on on the reduction in uh co2 emissions that we needed so even everything that went through last year we're like i didn't drive my car for like four months you know what i mean like and i know that i wasn't alone in that um but everything that they're doing that they it's all just like public facing, but all of these, all of these wheels have been in motion for so long. They want to push people into cities. They want to link everybody by trains. They want to take away your car. They want to make it so prohibitively expensive to drive a a, a, a gas consuming vehicle that you either have to shell out for a uh, electric vehicle that can be affected by rolling blackouts at any damn given time. Or uh, if you do get the electric vehicle and you can afford that, then they're going to tax you per fucking mile that you drive down the road. And the whole thing is to keep you clustered into your little smart cities where you're plugged into your little smart hub, where you're plugged into the matrix and you don't even know it. Because you're like, oh, look, I just got this apartment. And it's like right above the grocery store. And I can walk to the shops. Like that is actually, like that's part of it to entice you into these city centers. So you won't leave. That's part of it. Anytime you see one of these like mixed use, like retail spaces, go to your city's local, like you can go and see how they plan out their like, uh, like land allowances and how they zone things. Go and look at your city's ordinances and what they've zoned this as. And I can almost guarantee you it's part of this agenda and it will say it point blank. And it's like, it's, it's too late. In, in a lot of in a lot of cases, they have had these things in motion for so long 
for so yeah, um, long in these in these new apartments. Sorry, I'm no, I'm not done. In these new apartments that they're putting in, they're putting in these like smart doorbells. They are putting people so on the grid, and they have no idea because they're like, oh, I can tell Alexa to turn my lights on. Oh, this is so cool! Like, just so stupid. People are so stupid, and it's too late. It's too late in so many instances. Buy some land, buy it far away from city center, so that they can't. Potentially, uh, I'm I'm so afraid of what they're gonna do with all of this new build back better bullshit with like the land grabs and all that. All they have to do is start saying that they're gonna put you know a a, a charging station here or some green bullshit there, and they're gonna start seizing up prop private property with eminent domain. It's over if people don't wake up. And if you go and look at your like I said, if you go look at your city planners and you go look what their zoning this says, go and look at it <laughs> and tell me who's associated with it and tell me who funded it. It's over. They're like they're making their like move to seize land, and uh, anyways, I'm done. I uh, when I when I was <laughs> I in the when I was in the legislature here in uh, upstate New York, Otsego County, um, the comprehensive plan, which is the plan that guides these local governments, uh, it's a, it's a it's a forward thinking 20, 30, 40 year plan for these local governments to follow, and they enact nothing but they time. enact a legis legislation. That is designed to further the goals that are outlined in this plan, and everything you just said is outlined in these plans, and they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, and, it's everywhere. And, it's and, in every every single city. Yeah. Every single city in this country. I'm not even talking. I'm not talking about like major cities. I'm talking about like your town, your little sleepy town. Yeah. Well, I'm in it's rural already, upstate already, New York. I've got a, my town has 1,500. No, on a good day, it has 1,500 people. Generally, has about a thousand people, already and we're, and they're already doing it here. All right, and I also want to point yeah. out, you talked about these smart, you know, these smart buildings apartment. Remember, in Texas, when yeah. they were having the power outages there, the power company went into these yep. smart thermostats and changed uh -huh. the temperatures on people. Uh huh. And apparently when you agreed yep. to use it in that very fine print that we all just clicked yes to when we, you know, start our iPhones or our watches or whatever's, it says in there that they can do that. And the third thing I'll mention here is that um, last week, a gas station right down the street from me, upstate New York now, uh, increased the price to three thirty nine. Today it went up to three forty four. This is just beginning. Yeah. These costs are just beginning. Trish, um, the White House... A White House official told Reuters that they were, quote, closely monitoring the cost of oil and the cost of gas that Americans are paying at the pump and suggested that anti-competitive practices could be responsible for the rising costs. So once again, the Biden administration is blaming the private sector for the problem when they cause the problem. Well, yes, because they don't want a private sector. They want big daddy government to run everything. And we know that. And I, I just have to say, I've been so distracted during your rant, L, because that picture of Biden looks like the fucking Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt on each. Go back to that picture that you just put up, JV, before. Look at that. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the Crypt Keeper. I swear. <laughs> I like was so freaked out when you put that picture up. I was like, that's all I could think about was the fucking Crypt Keeper. <laughs> anyway, but it's true. No, they. They are creating the problem so that they can forward their agenda. Listen, 
we already know that the CDC is going to come after our guns next because they've already they're already claiming gun violence is now a national health mental health emergency. And then you know what's going to happen after next. When they get the guns, it's going to be like Australia. Then they're going to buckle everything down under the guise of whatever emergency they create, climate change, whatever, you know, you know, the chicken pox is going to come back and they're going to be like, oh, my God, the chicken pox. Okay, we got to close everything down. So whatever, they're going to create the emergencies so that they can continue their agenda. And that's it, it, else right. Like, people need to wake the fuck up. Seriously. It's a, the, because this is... A, I'm 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 happy to see more and more people starting. Like I put out a let's go Brandon. My neighbors put up their Joe Biden is your president sign. So I put up my <laughs> let's go Brandon sign. <laughs> and I, I love neighbor wars. I, That's so fun. I have had so many people honk and wave at me with that sign. And I live in I live in freaking blue Palm Beach County. Like we're not even purple. We are freaking blue. And I have people honk and wave at me and thumbs up and woohoo. And I'm like, and then my neighbors across the street won't even look at me now. They, they're out of the front porch. <laughs> I'm out walking the dogs. They will literally you. go just like turn and go back in the house. And I'm like, yeah, go back in your house. You're oh, they're, they're so, path like, they so pathetic. Okay. So, so pathetic. yeah, it's like. All right, let's, let's 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 move on here. Maybe. So, um, it just kind of wrap this particular story up. Anne Bradbury, who's the CEO at American Exploration and Production Control or a Production Council, which is an energy exploratory group, um, at told Reuters that quote by pursuing policies that restrict supply and make it harder to produce oil and natural gas here in America, Americans will have to pay more for their energy. So she called out the Biden administration. Uh, Brit, not too many people are willing to do that at this point because they don't want to. You know, they're trying to hedge their bets. They don't know which way the political winds are going to go, but she did. Yeah, and, and before I get into that, I want to thank Corndog for donating another ice cream on uh, DLive. Corndog, thanks for the ice cream. Corndog. And then, uh, and, yeah, and then uh, G.I. Jeep donated a diamond for the rant. So nice. thank you, G.I. Yes. Jeep, for the diamond for the rant. Uh, we do rant a lot on the show. L is channeling me apparently right now because normally I'm the one that loses my mind you and gets the train. But she. Mister, um, oh, that's right. You are the you are the cult leader. No, no, we channel each other. Honestly, I like it. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but anyway, I Brent, want to thank Brent them for for supporting. And nobody, nobody will talk each other down. Oh yeah, thanks guys. Sorry. Yeah, no, we never talk each other down. Um, Shut up, anyway, Pat. so uh, yeah, Sorry. they, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to add to that, JV, other than it's just amazing. It's just amazing overall that they had the balls to go to the the gas and oil companies and said, hey, how can you help us lower the prices? Uh, maybe open the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah, oh, um, there's so many things. Maybe open, let us let us drill some more. I mean, it's just, and this is what kills me. This is what kills me. This is what kills me. 30-something percent, 35, almost 40% of the country believe the shit that's coming out of their mouths. They believe hook, line, and sinker that this is... This administration, the Democratic Party, the leftists, they believe it hook, line, and sinker. They can do no wrong. They're the golden idol. And we, hey, the rest used, of us, are going, what's going way. on here? We're, we're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's 30, there's still, still 30. I, there's I woke a, up. There's, yeah. But we, not enough of them are because they're still kind of in control. But again, which tells me, which tells me that's why 20, and I can say this because we're not on YouTube. 2022 yeah. was stolen, or 2020 Whoa, was stolen. It was total shit. Whoa, cattail. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah butt in the face. Cat butt in the face. Well, 
Yeah, well, that's just that's part of having a cat around. I found her when I was drunk at Burger go. King in college. <laughs> nice. Yay. All right, listen. Oh my God. Let, let me move. Let me move this. Let me move this Amazing. on here. Let no, me move this on. Yeah, move along. We're in overtime. I just uh, just kind of capping off this heat discussion. Uh, winter bills are expected. Winter heating bills are expected to jump as inflation hits home. They are estimating that most people will see a fifty-four percent increase in their heating bills this winter. <laughs> Nearly half of homes use natural gas in the United States. Uh, they could pay an extra $746. That's up about 30% from a year ago. The second most used energy to heat homes is electricity. Um, they're looking at that being up about 40, or no, that makes up 41% in the country. And those folks could see a 6% increase, which will increase their heating bill to about $1,268. And then homes using heating oil, that happens to be me, uh, which make up 4% of the country could see a 43% increase to more than $1,700 for this heating season. Trish, uh, heat is something you can't really do without. You can turn the thermostat down a little bit if you're if if you 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 know if you're trying to save, but you can't go too far. Uh, it just doesn't work. Yeah, which is why I live in Florida, because fuck that. I used to live in Connecticut, and I had $600 a month heating bills. So, uh, yeah, uh, in Florida, my, he my, heating, my heating bills are zero because I open up the windows and i have a nice breeze and <laughs> y'all move down here i'm telling you like it, it, our winter lasts like two days and it's in february so it's like a weekend and then you know we're good so i i feel sorry for anyone who is stuck like especially like i remember when my mom lived in massachusetts she had coal she used to get pea coal for her furnace and even then like the prices were ridiculous i can't even imagine what it costs now to get pea coal i'm like no 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 no, I, I feel sorry for anyone who lives anywhere where, because this winter they're going to, and if they say it's 45%, it's not, it's going to be, it, they're doubling. They're going to double their energy costs. Like, oh, yeah. oh it's only going to go up 6%. Bullshit. It's going to be 30%. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, so, yeah. the price of fuel oil, and again, that's what I heat with, so that's what I pay attention to the most, has over doubled. <laughs> Over doubled. Yeah. So they're saying it's going to be a 50 whatever percent. No, it's going to be a 100 plus percent increase. Uh, by the way, there, there are people that recognize what this is happening. This is going to create a significant hardship for people in the bottom third of the country, said Mark Wolf, who's the executive director of the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. He says, quote, you can tell them to cut back and try to turn down the heat at night, but many low income families already do that. Energy was already unaffordable to them. L, this mm -hmm. all hurts, and we've all been saying this, all of this stuff, mm -hmm. inflation at every level, whether it's energy, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, it hurts the low-income folks the most. No, I mean, but here's the thing is, is that um, even if you're, you're comfortable, comfortably middle class or comfortably even like, you know, fairly well off, it really... At this point in time, for a lot of people, it really would only take one unexpected uh, emergency or disaster or some sort of thing to really wipe you out. So, you know, I, we kind of, well, at least maybe not me because I, I ball on a budget. Stop it, cat. <laughs> um, we, we, I ball on like a super tight budget. Um, and, and those kind of things scare me because while I've like, I'm on top of my finances enough to not like be like an immediate danger. And also, like, it, it really wouldn't take too much to like, 
kind of put me in that like danger spot and that yeah. like these things concern me and that that's where they want that's where they want people to be though they want people to be in that yeah. sort of like desperate situation so that when they offer solutions that otherwise would be untenable or that people wouldn't agree with people are just so desperate for any sort of relief or any sort of anything that they'll agree to it and that's uh that's kind of i think they're kind of trying to force people into that it's like over like 20 percent of the country lost like their entire savings over the last like two years like anything that they had mm -hmm. and most people don't have a, most people don't have a rainy day fund that's just the sad reality is that most people if they have it's like if they granted i'm pulling this i read this somewhere one time and i've never fact check it i don't know how that i could but like it's like, it's like of a large percentage of the country, if they had a, a an emergency that cost over, I think like a thousand dollars, like they yeah. don't know how they would like take yeah. care of it. That's that's you absolutely know? right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like half the like over half the country. So we, we talk about like poor people, like we're all damn poor. Like it, it, it would not take that much to make you poor. And there are situations that could arise that would make it that way. Unless you're just like some sort of fabulously wealthy person, in which case, hey, call me. But <laughs> like, like most of us like, you know, like, I mean, hey, no, um, no, I'm just kidding. Unless you're, I mean, unless you're not <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, you're, you're digging stop digging stop digging no hell, hell no i will dig to china and i will enjoy it no but i'm just saying like, like <laughs> we we tend we tend to speak of or at least i find myself guilty of doing that sometimes where we're, we're like we talk about like poor people and when i really think about it i'm like i'm not that far off from being poor people like i'm not technically no. in poverty but like i'm not that far off from it either it wouldn't take that much to get yeah, me there yeah. despite having saved up and and like trying to be smart with my money and and setting away like rainy day funds it really wouldn't take that much to decimate it if the, like the wrong set of circumstances occurred you know and that's scary and that's where they want people like they are just going to keep applying these like uh, different and, and then going oops we're like we're, we're gonna apply every leverage of the government to make this fix we're gonna we're gonna call them out if they don't do this but they don't give a fuck they want you desperate they want you desperate backed into a corner like feral and scared and and will just agree to anything to have just a smidgen of relief and then they can snap the trap and you're it's done so sorry i'm kind of being a doomer no, today that's right all right so um, i'm going to change the subject here Britt. Oh, right. uh uh, the vice president has made an appearance. We don't see a whole lot of her m anymore, but uh, she decided to uh, give a, uh, a speech for Indigenous Peoples Day. And what she did was is she basically lamented that uh, America has a shameful past and that the settlers that came here from Europe brought nothing but devastation. I have the video of Kamala Harris saying these things. Since 1934, every October... The United States has recognized the voyage of the European explorers who first landed on the shores of the Americas. That has never been the whole story. Those explorers ushered in a wave of devastation for tribal nations, perpetrating violence, stealing land, and spreading disease. We must not shy away from this shameful past. Vice President of the United States, Britt. That's the way she's talking about uh, about our nation, or at least the founding of it, or the beginning of mm. it. Should we should we talk about her family owning slaves in Jamaica? Quite yeah, large, exactly. actually. Yeah. Quite a few. Um, should we should or we that, talk about or that how her, fa her family in India are still part of like the upper caste in the caste system that they still have to this day? It's true. Like that's true.
Yeah, she she is part of the shame. I'm ashamed of her. I'm ashamed oh, yeah, of her not understanding that. Um, what about Leif Erikson and the and the and the and the uh, Vikings when they came across way before Christopher Columbus? And Leif Erikson was a obviously an actor, but when the Vikings came before that, what about when the Spanish tore through the West Coast uh, uh, way back when before Christopher Columbus came? And they have all the carnage that happened back then. No. No, the Spanish, Spanish roll through the West Coast. It was after after Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus was sent here by the Spanish. Remember? So basically, Christopher Columbus kind of discovered America. Kind of came over and just discovered this landmass, and then everybody came after that. But what about before that? No, there Did were the Vikings. Indians not slaughter each other. Yeah. Okay. No, no, they all just they all lived in harmony. Kumbaya. That's where they Kumbaya. All, no, no. <laughs> no, I saw some dumbass hoe on Twitter the other day had the audacity to claim that rape didn't exist until the white man so landed. Stupid. So I stupid. saw that. Yes, I oh saw my that. God. Yeah, like, and right. she meant um, it. She straight up meant no. it. Yeah, no, they, they believe that's and okay. That's the scary part of all this. There is enough of the population of this country that believe that they believe what 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 she just said. Okay, so let's so let's think about. The white man never came to this nation, never came to this landmass. What would it be like right now? Nomadic tribes just moving around like the sands of the Middle East? The Aztecs, you know, sacrificing. Making sacrifices, exactly. Yeah. Killing each other, enslaving each other, uh, conquering if it each other. Been Columbus, it would have been someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. I want to back up real quick to the last story real quick with the, the economics. So I ran across this. So uh, one of Joe Biden's favorite financial outlets to to talk about is Moody's Analytics. And he always he 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 uh, it says here outlets reveals the, the real cost of inflation to the average. So Joe Biden likes to uh, point to them and point to the, the Moody Analytics of his great economy and whatnot. Well, Moody Analytics is finally turned on Joe Biden. And they're saying, yeah, exactly. Um the financial outlet is now saying that it's costing the average American an extra $2,100 a year. The average. So that's everybody. So you up in the Northeast with the heating fuel. I think this was done before that. Little spike's going to happen. But it's it's basically an extra you know $2,500 for us to survive. That's what we're getting in just nine months of Joe Biden. An extra $2,500. So how many work hours is that for some of the poor in the middle class? I mean, that's like week, a week and a half, two weeks uh, that you have to give to the government. So that's all I wanted to add to that. Yeah. All the money I saved on hot dogs. Yeah, this is real. Okay, let, let me. Um, I was gonna say, but we saved sixteen cents on the Fourth of July. Y'all, <laughs> do you not remember that's that? That's right. That was big news. <laughs> big true. news. Um, Kamala Harris brought up another <laughs> issue that has been facing uh, the uh, American Indians, the Native Americans that uh, are here. Today, we also know that Native American voters are being systematically denied access to the ballot box which is why no, we must pass no, the not. Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Trish, what evidence have you seen that Native Americans are being denied, syst systematically denied, access to the ballot box? Okay, number one, I have a really good friend who is full-blooded Native American. Her family still lives on the reservation. They do not have running water. They do not have electricity. They vote, y'all. The problem with the with the reservations is that they don't have physical addresses, which makes mail-in voting difficult for them. They actually have to go to their community center, to their whatever, so that they can physically cast their ballot. They can't do the mail-in because you you can't and you can't use post office boxes if you're doing mail-in voting. But they don't have physical addresses because they live on the reservation and they don't have physical addresses because that's how they want to live. So no, they are not being denied anything. 
they can go to their community centers and they can vote. There is zero proof that they are being denied. No, the Democrats are pissed because they can't mail them a ballot and have them put Democrat in it and mail it back. That's what they're pissed about. These people, no, I, oh. Again, it goes back to this people of color are, are they are completely incapable and we have to come and help them because they are so stupid that they can't even figure out how to go to their community center and vote. Uh, I, hate, I hate Kamala. You know, I'm, I'm, start, I, I'm starting to see uh, through the uh, facade of Kamala Harris, and I think I've recognized what is actually going on here. And if you watch her arm, it tells the story. <laughs> She is twitchy. What the? She's slapping it like a chicken wing. She, I mean, she's twitchy. <laughs> she does that all the time. So that's 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 all I got about Kamala Harris. There, I don't know. Maybe that's her. That's her tell. Yeah. Doing the chicken dance. Yeah. Anyway, um, Britt, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to do, or sh are we done? Because we've we've gone well. We started a little rocky there, but we've gone long. Yeah, I mean, I have plenty more to do, but it's it's not simple stuff. But we're not on YouTube, so now we can talk about anything. And you know, um, I do I do want to mention one thing here, and I have it, and I but we do, certainly don't have time to go through it. But Jim, Congressman Jim Banks did a pretty good job of outlining forty two items that are in this quote unquote infrastructure bill that are just unbelievably ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I think you can get it on his website. It's all over the place if you just search it. Um, but it, it's a bullet point list of things that are included in this $3.5 trillion uh, reconciliation package that the Democrats are desperate to pass. Uh, and it just shows how absurd this whole thing is. So if you're if you're looking for some maybe, good reading. Maybe we do that tomorrow that. night, JV. Yeah, we could go through this tomorrow. Sure. Let's go over that tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, that's important to go through. Yeah. We should definitely go through that. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow night on tomorrow night's show, everybody. So if you want to. And we and, and we have a very entertaining way of doing that kind of stuff. Basically, I say stupid shit, and JV tells me I'm wrong. So if you want to experience that, <laughs> well, not always, but not always. <laughs> Most of the time, hang out with us tomorrow. I do want to. I do want to recognize the people in chat that uh, that have donated again. I mean, uh, GI Jeep gave another diamond. Thank you so much for the support. Um, and then I mean, I, I am blown away at how active chat is tonight. I mean, it is active. I mean, it's it's always active, but man, it's like three boards are like holy shit active. Normally, we get one board that's active, and then the next side, yeah. You know, but uh, but thank you for the engagement, and we do read this stuff, and we do try to work uh, work this stuff into our show. Uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about, um, go to uh, uh, viewer mail at indiegang.com. Indie gang, right? No, no. independence gang. Yeah. Independencegang.com. Yeah. Independencegang.com. Viewer mail at independencegang.com. If you have anything you want to talk about, shoot us some links there. Um, you can also hit us on our socials also if you want. Hit us on the socials, and uh, we'll try and work it into the show. But uh, I, I love the fact that people are out of control in chat right now, um, uh, just having a good time and uh, calling our vice president a fucktard. I like it. Yeah, and thank you for uh, yeah, thank you for following us and subscribing. And like we said, you know, we had uh, YouTube was our primary platform, but we're migrating away from that with our second suspension, and we of course. I encourage you to subscribe and follow at all the other platforms because, again, this is just a very evolving uh, situation. We never know who's going to turn woke next. So having backups is a good idea. So basically, people, if you're listening to us on any of the platforms, um, sign up on Foxhole and sign up on DLive and you'll get <laughs> lemons and foxholes at the end of the or lemons and uh, scratch offs at the end of the show, which I just learned. Exactly. 
All right. Oh my God! Everybody's yeah. like, like everything in in chat is gold. Everybody's getting getting pills. <laughs> yeah. See, it's fun. It is that fun. Is wow. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks to everybody again. Thank you to you, L, and thanks, Trish. Uh, we love having you guys here. So much fun. It was a great show tonight. A lot of energy. It was awesome. Uh, tomorrow night, yeah. Patriots Roundtable. As Britt said, we're probably going to end up talking about uh, Jim Banks' uh, list of 42 things included in this infrastructure bill that are not infrastructure. And this bill is an abomination. We need to discuss it. And we'll do that tomorrow night. Anything else, Britt? No, I think we're good. Just everybody like where you can like and smash like buttons and subscribe. Definitely subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. For those of you that uh, are migrating over to Foxhole from YouTube, you, the link that I'm using in my blast right now is the pilled link. That is where you start your account. It's like signing up for Facebook, and then you can follow us there. And then at the top of that window is the Foxhole app. Load it, and you're good to go, and then you'll be over here. But, yeah, on the pill side is where you sign up. So that's what I'm using in the links for the time being. But other than that, yeah, just smash likes and hang out with us. We love it. Thanks for hanging out. That's all I got. <laughs>